Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 541 the not necessarily the box office report for the week ending January 12th, but 2020. Kind of, but kind of the box office. Well, yeah. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Of. We have never said that when we introduced it. <laughs> right. <this way. laughs> it means it could still encompass it. It could, yes. But not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. But probably. It's it's a safe bet. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely, but... <laughs> but not, not necessarily. But not yeah. necessarily. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we should uh, go around the table and I'll introduce ourselves. This is Paul. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Quick shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts where you can uh, rate, review, and subscribe. You should definitely subscribe so you never miss an episode. Why would you want to miss one of these? <laughs> oh. Witty banter. Yes. And uh, you can also check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Real spoilers, like the page, join the group. Uh, it's a little bit easier for for listeners to start conversations in the group. Yeah. Sometimes people get confused as to the difference. Um, and uh, a lot of people have been posting about uh, they're doing the 365 movie challenge. Good for you guys. Yeah. That's... Nope. No, thank you. Yeah. I'll just... <laughs> I have a, I have created a full... Like a, a, an album. And right. I'll just start throwing posters in there of stuff that I watch. When I watch it, and uh, it'll be interesting as to see as I get. without trying how close you get to. I guess that's true. So Spath last year, right? Eight hundred. Oof. Yeah, and I was like, that's not fair. Like you have to watch them for your job, right? It's and his he job. was like, yeah. Nah, I still count it. But you like, know, yeah, okay. the thing is, I wasn't going to do it at first either because it seems so daunting. But then I realized, like, you know, when me and Katie are hanging out, we're watching movies. Like watching a movie when we're, you know, a night is not that. Yeah, but like you're watching TV shows that equate to a movie, like right. the time spent. But then is I had not... to stop watching TV shows. <laughs> right, right. But I'm just, I'm just saying, like we don't watch as many TV shows. But like we'll throw on a Disney movie, right? So like right. the time spend is not that daunting when you like equate it to the TV shows you guys been. Oh, totally. You know? It's more just like I watch TV yeah. too, and if I was watching a movie at night, I right. would cut into my TV viewing. Right, but yeah. you, but you <laughs> know, I think who so... would want to who would want to cut into your repeat viewing of Saint Elsewhere? Exactly. Right. <laughs> but when you say no, thank you, it makes it sound like oh my god, I don't have the time to watch. But you're watching all these TV shows. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. Are you saying that you want me to stop watching wrestling? Is that what you're suggesting? No, here's here's what he's saying. We don't want you to stop watching wrestling. Stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. In the 365 Challenge, are they only movies you haven't seen before? It's any movie that you are watching throughout, like... So yeah. that, I mean, that's like, the way I would like do it. You guys like, watch a lot of movies. I mean, we're movie people. And I just want to, so, since yeah. it's a podcast and people yeah. don't have visuals, I just want to say the face Paul just made was like <laughs> pussies. He <laughs> <laughs> said three sixty five. I'll He's double like, that. Oh. <laughs> like you, you count movies <laughs> that you watch again. <laughs> I just, I just realized <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> oh. It's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, most of us probably do watch a movie a day. You just don't think of it that yeah. way, especially if you've already seen. I think it. the other thing you have. To take in mind or keep in mind for, for people like me and Paul is that are there 365 movies left we I, haven't seen? It's exactly like, what I was we're just so thinking. old we've seen them all. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like, there are there are lots yeah. of movies we haven't seen that we don't want to right. see. Right. It's, at this point, it's purposeful. <laughs> You're not going to make me watch Howard the Duck. I don't right. care how much money you give me. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. It's Leah Thompson. Okay, yeah. Yeah. in bed with a duck. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> okay, name three movies that she was in that don't have the word Back to the Future in it. Uh, the, what's the Space Camp one? Space, space camp. camp. There we go. Howard the Duck. And we're She's done. having a baby? No. 
I don't think that was her. No. That wasn't her? No. I don't remember who do, was in do, that. Do, do. Oh, she was just in something. You're thinking of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking of. She was just in something I watched, and I can't remember the name uh, of it. But she, yeah, she I was. I did just see Leah. That, that was from, Elizabeth McGovern. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Caroline in the City. Yeah. That's the TV show. <laughs> you know, this is like, you remember Steve Allen? Yeah. Who was famous for starting The Tonight Show, yes. et cetera, et cetera. And people wrote like 500 about, songs. Well, no, the joke about him was, uh, you got to be impressed by a guy like Steve Allen. He wrote 10,000 songs. Oh, yeah? Name two. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> we know his theme song, and then no one knows another one. <laughs> She's yeah. on St. Elsewhere. Is he really? Yeah, That's he funny. plays uh, one of the characters' fathers, long lost. Was that? Father. Do people just kind of drop in and out of that show? Yeah, like weird cameos. You're like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, especially at the beginning, there were I, I wouldn't even call them cameos, but there were lots of people that went on to be big deals that weren't big Is deals. Fishburne the, on there? Uh, I don't remember him, but like Jason Bateman was on there, Tim Robbins was on there. If Fishburne was on it, it was he was still Larry. Yeah, yeah, right. How old was Bateman? I mean, he, he was a chi- he started as a child actor. Oh, I guess that's yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, he was on Silver Spoons, and he had a show called It's Your Move, which apparently today was the 35th anniversary of the Dregs of Humanity episode. Oh. which is just brilliant television. The Hogan family, the Hogan that's what family. I remember him from yeah. Team Wolf Two. It was Valerie. Yeah, and then it was oh, the Hogan that's right, family. that's right. Is Valerie their mom? So Valerie was was it was based around. Uh, what um, Valerie Harper? Valerie Harper, yeah, who played Rhoda on Mary right, Tyler Moore, right? And then and on Rhoda, and on Rhoda, <laughs> oddly enough, also guest starred on Phyllis. Yeah, <laughs> oh, there, oh. Ne- was never on Lou Grant. Yeah, there's a whole Mary Tyler Moore shared universe out there. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Oh yeah, because there was lots of spinoffs. It's oh, the okay. MTMU, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which Saint Elsewhere is technically a part of. Yes, that's and, right. Uh, um, but uh, is that the show that ties all the ones yes, together? Yes, that's yeah. the one that ties yeah. everything yeah. together, like ninety percent of television. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, then she on Valerie, she got in a salary dispute. Okay, and was like, "It's named after me. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. my then show." She left, and uh, and then they were, and then it became the Hogan. Was it the Hogan? It was, I, so it was the Hogan family that was like a wo- a, a woman. It was Sandy Duncan. Sandy Dun- yeah, Duncan. They brought in Sandy Duncan. Okay, okay. And, uh, to play Mary Tyler Moore? No. To, <laughs> to play the new... Was she like yeah. a stepmother or was, aunt or was something? Was she like... Did they hire a nanny or something? I thought... I never really watched it all that much. But yeah, The dad was a pilot. Was it called the Hogan family or was it called the Hogan's? It was the Hogan family. I thought it was called the Hogan. No, that's you know, Hogan no, knows best. No, you know what it was? They called it the Hogan's, I think, and then in syndication... Brother... They called the whole thing. They took Valerie off of it, oh. and they called the whole show the Hogan Family. I remember oh, on the Hogans, okay. they went to New York and got some sandwiches, and they called it Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long walk. Wow. <laughs> but I appreciate it. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> You're watching new movies. I'm doing that. <laughs> right. Wow. So you, uh, speaking of uh, non-new movies, I watched with uh, the kids on Friday. Friday? Uh, fr- uh, War Games. Oh, oh how'd that okay. go over? Have you seen War Games mm-hmm. recently? Uh, not recently. Totally holds up. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's fun and funny to laugh at it because the technology is so like ridiculously sure, old. Sure. But just like as a movie, like I mean, that's Broderick playing the computer, playing the playing the, the computer, computer guy. Right? Yeah. yeah, and it's and uh, and and Ali Sheedy and that's yeah. Dabney Coleman in the era of monochrome screens and text only no right. graphics <laughs> yeah like and it's it was fun just talking to the kids where I was I'm trying to explain to them like there there was no interface like if you used a computer you knew computer code like, right, you, right there was no there was, was nothing black for screen you. with green yeah. lettering that was or it. amber or amber yes yeah. correct and of all the all the crazy old technology that blew their minds in war games is when he pulls out a floppy disk that's the size of a record <laughs> album yeah. and stuff uh, i think the thing that blew their mind the most was when he he hacks into the united system to book uh airline tickets for them mm-hmm. and uh and he's booking the airline tickets and he turns to her and he says Smoking or non-smoking? Uh, <laughs> and they were like, what? what? Yeah. Yeah, that was a smoking thing. Smoking on a plane? I'm oh, like, yeah. They used to Did have... you tell them doctors used to do surgery and smoke cigarettes yeah. in the <laughs> yeah. surgery they, room? Airplanes used to have ashtrays uh-huh. embedded yeah. in the armrests. Oh, yeah. I remember those. <laughs> absolutely. That's so weird. Yeah. How, about the, how about the giant phone coupler? You had to take the, the phone, a real landline phone, and take it off the hook and put it on this giant coupler Yeah, because that was the modem that for was his computer. Oh, and that's what he does in the movie. He's got one of those. Yeah. He's got one of those bad boys. It seems yeah. that Ferris Bueller might have a 
a history with hacking computers. Yeah, there is some similarity, <laughs> and they both changed their grades. Right, and, right, yeah, right. So was that Elizabeth Shue? Who was uh, it? Was Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. Oh, Ali Sheedy. Yeah, and it was directed by John Badham. Yeah. Should I know who that is? Uh, the director of Saturday Saturday Night Fever. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. And uh, Stakeout. He did that. Yep. And, and yeah. another Stakeout. And another Stakeout. And, and another Stakeout. Yet and another, another stakeout. stakeout again. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was really surprised at how well that movie held up. Like it was like, you know, it was. I mean, it held your attention. All right. Even a even a thirteen year old girl of the present day was like <laughs> she was dialed your, in. Literally. She set her phone down and was paying attention. It's like, hmm. what's going to happen? Oh, man. Are you sure that wasn't her hologram just watching it? <laughs> Can I mention something based on a guy who died recently? I don't know if you guys mentioned uh, a guy named Neil Innes. Did you talk about him on the show? No. no. Neil Innes was a guy who wrote uh, funny songs, not just parodies, but but funny songs from Monty Python. And, oh, and, sure. And, and Hol- you know, Holy Grail has some of his stuff in it. Um, and he did, with Eric Idle, a uh, TV movie in 1976 or 77 called All You Need Is Cash about the, the Ruddles. The, the Ruddles. The Ruddles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I Yes, I just found out about this. Yeah. God, I feel so old that like you had no idea. I had that no existed. idea that this yeah. was a thing. It's, it, it's, I listened to one of their songs and it was hilarious. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect parody of the Beatles. It, yeah. If you've ever seen the Beatles documentary or you know anything about their story, The Ruddles is a parody of it that is so perfect that George Harrison <laughs> appears in the Ruddles, but not as George Harrison. I think that was the base, the inspiration for Spinal Tap. Correct. If I remember right. It, it, like it, that it, was it was really the first mockumentary yeah. about yeah, yeah, rock yeah. and roll, and uh, and it was so funny and so good, and it had a whole bunch of people from Saturday Night Live on it because it was directed by Gary Weiss, who at the time was doing short films for SNL. Yeah, and also. Uh, uh, Lorne Michaels was one of the executives. I say he was oh, really? and it, when it aired in the states for the first time, it actually aired in place of an SNL, like when they would have normally like summertime when, a nor- when they would have normally done a repeat, like, like on that fourth Saturday when they're off after they'd done three shows. They normally do three on, two off, and, and all right. And, and uh, it aired there, and only the cool kids were talking about this on Monday morning because yeah. everybody else expected to see SNL. Right. This came on, and they were like, "I don't know what that is, and I'm not watching this." And they turned it <laughs> off, which is what like what normal people did, like when they tried the same thing with Saturday Night Wrestling. And then they Saturday night's main event. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we didn't watch it. <laughs> no, you. So did. there's no way for us to know. It did great numbers. The, re- <laughs> the reason I bring it up is because you can watch this thing on YouTube yes. for free. Yeah, the whole it's like an hour without commercials. It's like an hour and six minutes. It's called "All You Need Is Cash" by the Ruddles. So funny. Cool. Yeah. So great. It's very yeah. I, I and they were actually doing a reunion tour with no Eric Idle, but right. But they oh, were really? out on the road doing because I I got shopped at my job and I was like hmm and then they're like but no Eric Idle and I was just like that's boy deal, deal that's, breaker that's a tough sell yeah. yeah I'm like that that's really cool but that's a tough sell the guys that brought to you Monty Python but yeah. not by the guys from Monty Python yeah, Eric Idle's in it he plays the reporter who's covering or telling the story. Of the Ruddles, a legend that will last a lunchtime, <laughs> <laughs> and he's also one of he's the Paul McCartney like guy, and Neil Innes plays the John Lennon like guy, and the other two guys don't look anything like uh, <laughs> uh, George Harrison and Ringo Starr, <laughs> but it's so funny and so clever. But they do look so like Pete perfect. Best and Stuart Sutcliffe, <laughs> <laughs> which works out better, yeah. you know, if you're a really big nerd. <laughs> yeah. So all you need is cash, is what it's called yeah. by the Ruddles. Yes. And uh, I guess while we're speaking of famous deaths, we should probably talk about Buck Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Sad so, day. Speaking yeah. of Saturday Night Live, yeah, he he held the record for most guest host slots for a oh, long really? time. Did ten of them. He was wow. on there oh. all the time in the early days. I mean, he was on there a lot, especially he was on there when a lot of people didn't want to be on there. Sure, you know, sure. like when it was kind of dicey as to what this show was. It would, but he would do it. So he was like a fill-in host, like someone that would fill in for Carson. Like he would. Fill I mean, in practically, yeah, totally. But yeah, yeah, who holds the record now? For most guest host slots? No one's ever done more than 10. Oh, oh I, no, I think Steve I think Martin Steve has. Because Steve 10? Martin was on there. you got to remember, Holy. Steve Martin's been guest hosting since oh, the 70s. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking Tom Hanks, maybe. No, Baldwin, maybe. Well, yeah, we're talking... I mean, not counting the Trump not stuff. Not counting the Trump stuff. He's hosted that show uh, more than a half a dozen. 10 yeah. just seems like a lot. I didn't realize yeah, that but people I guess had that's done true. 10. If you've been doing it since the 70s, that's yeah, easy. That's, I didn't know they... I didn't know like Martin used to fill in like that. It's Alex Baldwin. With how many? 
let's see, record for uh, 17 episodes, beating out Steve Martin's 15. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. But that may just be appearances. No, it says hosting. Really? It says specifically says yeah, when you got, I mean, Alec, Alec Baldwin seven. I can't and that imagine. That been acting, and since... he's probably done fifteen just as Trump. So, I mean, <laughs> oh, at least you know what I mean. So, like that number would be way higher if that's we were right. insane. I just can't imagine. Like, I mean, because you're not going to have a repeat in the same season. How many right. years has SNL been on? Uh, forty five. This is their forty fifth season, I oh, believe. Man, but I mean, so he was on as a young guy, like when he was. Oh, and he sure, probably yeah. started in the in the eighties. Yeah, he was on yeah. like Hunt for Red October. Alec yeah. Baldwin, Glenn okay. Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's just surprising. The shadow. And like, well, the thing is, I don't think of Alec Baldwin as being funny until like thirty rock years. Right. Like, I mean, he was he was a great actor in his younger days. Well, I mean, he Beetlejuice. Was, I think he would, but he got thirty rock because he was so funny on SNL. Yeah, okay. I mean, don't forget. I mean, sweaty balls. That yeah. sweaty balls. Well, yeah, uh, but the, he was still the I mean, scoutmaster. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Which but, probably wouldn't play well today. I you didn't know, realize he was funny. Well, in Buck the, Henry. Oh. One of his reoccurring things is he's like the creepy uncle, Uncle at a, Roy, at a girl slumber party, <laughs> oh. and he's like talking the girls into climbing all over him. Yeah. And like, yeah, like can't and do he's, that play. he's also no. in the fur- lift up your dresses, and he takes pictures of their panties. Yeah, oh, Gil- Gilda gosh. Radner and Lorraine Newman played the nieces. The girls, yeah. <laughs> you, there's no, girls. Why don't you have a seat on this glass table, and I'll sit under it? <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I mean, you could never ever, believe ever, like ever that, do it and that now. was just a joke back in the day. Yeah. Like, ha ha. Well, it's, it's a joke now. It just doesn't play. Mm, right. Yeah. Well, anything could be a joke. I just That's mean like that was like you know primetime television. Everyone's like, ah, ha, so <laughs> well, funny. not primetime. It was late night, but okay, still, yeah, because sure. they were not ready for primetime. But Buck, right. but you know, speaking of TV with Buck Henry, how about Get Smart? He and Mel Brooks created Get Smart, yeah. and the, most of the stuff in the first two seasons was Buck Henry, because Mel Brooks was off writing things. Yeah, he'd yeah. already... Oh. Doing other stuff. Yeah. but huh. uh, and, and The they, Graduate. The Graduate. The Graduate. He co-directed Heaven Can Wait. Yeah. Which, have you ever seen Heaven Can Wait? I the Warren Beatty? Such Warren a good Beatty. movie. Is that where he comes back as somebody else? Yeah. He comes back, like he dies, and yeah. he, and he yes, comes yes, back yes. as a football player, and... Yes. Yeah, like... James Mason, Jack Warden. Jack Warden. That that's a movie Julie that hold, Christie that holds up too. Yeah. I oh, think really? I watched it not too long ago, and that's a Did that's a good movie. Did you get the kid to watch it? No, well, she's a little young for romantic comedies to hold her attention. That's fair. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, she'll get there, but yeah, but but it, but that definitely hold held up. Yeah, Honey, so. which one would bore you more if Daddy talked about romantic comedies or reincarnation? <laughs> right. <laughs> Boy, do I have a movie for you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it when it's a movie that like you don't think will interest you that like completely rivets you. Like I'm not a war movie guy at all, but like yeah. the Dirty Dozen. Oh, oh. such a great, That's such like, a great movie. Moneyball. Yeah, I yeah, always totally. use Moneyball. That's totally. a baseball don't, movie. The Social yeah. Network. Right. Baseball movie about statistics. You know, right. like it sounds like it's not even just like Field of Dreams level. We're talking about like stats. Dirty Dozen. Is a, is a great example of a, a western that doesn't play against type, but kind of breaks out of the mold. I mean, a war movie. What did I say? Yeah, western? you said yeah, western. Yeah, I'm like, like, no, <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking of a western that like did that, but it, that really. Think of the Magnificent anything. Seven as a western, probably. You're yeah, like, there you go. That yeah, that still plays into the western. Yeah, like well, Dirty, Dirty a, Dozen is based on a samurai movie, though. That's so. true. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> and our final score to... today: the Dirty Dozen, the Magnificent Seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he also created a show. Do you remember Captain Nice? I do. Oh. And it starred William Daniels. As Carter Nash. Yeah, who we know is Dr. Mark Craig from St. Elsewhere, who you guys know is Dr. Feeney, or Mr. Mr. Feeney. Oh, I know him as Kit. B- from Boy yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, or yeah. Kit. Yeah, yeah. sure. And, uh, and it Low was dated. basically like, Get Get Smart was a hit, so yeah. it was like, let, let's do something similar, and it's, he's a superhero. Ah. But it, it was it was like ten or fifteen years before the greatest American hero. Oh yeah, because totally. this guy was like an accidental superhero, right. and the reason he called himself Captain Nice is because he had a belt buckle with his initial C N on it, and he he, he kept <laughs> oh. it on while he was wearing the superhero outfit. And somebody said, "What does that stand for?" Uh, Captain, Captain Nice. <laughs> oh, I've never seen that one at all. I mean, it only lasted for like a thirteen season. episodes okay. or maybe a season. It did not. I Comedy Central showed it. Back in the early days when they were desperate for content. Oh, yeah. sure. And hmm. there was a similar show that was on at the same time called Mr. Terrific. Also just lasted one season. Yeah, I don't remember that one. <laughs> were they competing? Yes. Nice that's actually, that's, like, that's actually a DC But you would see that. I mean, oh think about goodness. like Adam's Family and, yeah. and the Monsters. And the Monsters, sure, yeah. Bewitched, and I Dream of Genie. That, it's just like, that yeah. idea that didn't even take, I guess knowing now it didn't even take off. It's just funny that they were like, we need our 
competing rando superhero guy show. You know, like that. <laughs> oh, no, they started at the same time. Yeah. They, it wasn't one watched the other and said, we have to do one like that. They went on the air the same season but, yeah. on the same night. So who, that's even stranger. Like, they got the idea to put a rando superhero guy show on at the same time. Yeah. Like, Spies. That's what it is. I mean, probably. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean, someone had to have heard that was happening. There's, that is too. Weird I mean, L.A. To be was especially back then was a small town. Yeah, it's an sure. Industry and people get wind, and they're like, oh, "We should do that." Yeah, too. yeah. And you also got to figure there were only three networks. Yeah. So even if it wasn't a huge hit, if it if it was a big enough hit, you that's only true. had to carve out a third of the audience to that's justify true, your yeah. existence. Yeah. You, you can't know? get network numbers anymore. Right. Like, like these shows now, they have to judge on different uh, benchmarks. Because oh, totally. It's, I mean, not just from three channels, but from basic cable. I mean, as it's all the way to now with streaming, it's such a different game. And, and uh, these shows, so many shows get made and so many shows get canceled. And networks are like, oh, those are failures. But they're working in such a different world now. Yeah. It's, it's also, hard. it could have been, you know, Tom goes into the office to pitch his show. They say, uh, we don't want to do that. He goes to the other place. Mm-hmm. They say, okay, we'll do that. And then the, the first place, place hears yeah. about it and says, okay, we got to do one like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spies I mean, like Joseph. That's what I'm saying. Spies. <laughs> also, can, can, we, can we acknowledge the fact that Tom has been chomping at the bit for old timey people to come back yes. on the show? So he could have something to talk about. <laughs> no, he hasn't even mentioned the show share names yet. <laughs> I know. I still have them up. Twenty ready minutes. To go, got yeah. super. We excited. better do it because we got lots of news and box office. Okay, so let's do that. People, Not necessarily, but people who were kind enough to share the show this week were uh, Carl Clarkson, Susan Carlson, Chris Williams, Gabriel Lugo, Chris Sanders, Travis T. Witt, Griffin Fox Smith, Ron Johnson, Chris Magic Man, Dustin at Nerds and Night Gaming. Tammy Sherman Powers, Julianne Jordan, Librarian Cynthia, Aaron Marlowe, Lane Levanway, Tom Comiskey, Brad Hyen, Colby, Colby Mack, and Brent Smith. So uh, thank you very much for sharing the show. And of course, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content and the pride in knowing you did a good thing. Yeah. Got a couple so. new things coming this week on there. So look out for those. Awesome. So, uh, so there, there's all that. What uh, what's this news you yeah, chopping what, what kind of news you got? What's this news you have that's more important <laughs> yeah. than Captain Nice from nineteen sixty seven? And Mister Terrific. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you know, I know that most of our listeners are looking for early nineteen hundreds TV news, <laughs> but or uh, facts. But there's some current news going on. One is that uh, Scott Derrickson, the director of Doctor Strange, which I thought was a great, refreshing entry into yep. MCU. I remember when, if you remember, Doctor Strange was at a time when all the movies were kind of feeling the same, and there was a beam of light in the sky, every bad guy, it was the same showdown in the third act, mm-hmm. and Doctor Strange did that extremely clever thing. Which Very I, different movie. Yeah. you know, was, same, It's basically the same story as Iron Man, but it's... Similar. it's, but it's in the the horror world, but it's a little darker, or, yeah, it's a little and weirder. it's yeah, it's got that, and and it's, it's excellent. It's yeah. an excellent MCU film, and so I really feel like Scott Derrickson brought that that energy, and as most MCU films do, you know, he brought his spin to the universe with it, uh, and apparently he had creative differences. He uh, apparently wanted to go more horror with it, and Feige was like, nope. Well, yeah, because they're trying to tie it into WandaVision, yeah. which is not going to be horror-centric. And no. so I'm guessing I don't know. Horror, like, so, I'm just saying, like, it's I wouldn't call WandaVision the new horror show on I the I don't Disney know Plus. about that. The only really? reason I say that is because if it's based on what I think, if it's based on the Tom King Vision series, like, what want, what the Scarlet Witch's powers are, like, in the yeah. comics at least, they haven't really gotten into what she can do in the in the movies, but mm-hmm. she can warp reality. Like, yeah. she can, her big thing was, like, she's the one that killed all of the mutants mm-hmm. in the comic books. She just said, yeah. no more mutants, and poof, they were all gone. Uh, Isn't so, she the one that, didn't she make them kill each other? Because, no. okay. She, she created the House of M. Mm. Which was, like, she said, no more mutants, and mm. it, like, decimated the mutant population in the comics. Okay. I thought the show was going to be she creates her own reality where the vision is still alive. Maybe he doesn't look like the comic book version mm-hmm. of the vision. Uh, he looks more like Paul Bettany at this point. And she kind of creates this life. But it's uh, what was the movie where was it Shutter Island where everything around Leonardo DiCaprio, you think it's supposed to be this mystery, but it turns out it's spoilers for Shutter Island because it's a massive spoiler. Like it's everybody at the hospital trying to play a yeah. part. That's to, to break Leo Leo's mm. character out of this funk, 
that's the way I thought WandaVision was going to go. Well, now, maybe one of the parts, but so WandaVision, I think, is like a three-part series, and it's going to be very different tonally. Like, each of the parts, like, one is going to be like a sitcom with the two of them. Like a set, like a 60s sitcom. Yeah, and yeah. then the next one is going to be... Now you got my attention. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, it's, it's interesting. Like, WandaVision is going to take place in these different time periods or different tones, so it's like sitcom, then it's going to be like MCU movie style, and then maybe there's a weirder one, more horror or something, but it's actually just it's only a few of them but they're all very different from one another yeah um but anyway so they went their ways didn't uh, astro city do something like that they did where it's like you would get they would have they would give you comics that were like mm-hmm. here's this guy here's what this story would have played like and you know in the golden age yes. and then silver age i and love then, that book yeah astro city was fantastic yeah yeah so apparently scott derrickson actually was uh recently uh was hanging out with ryan johnson who is helping him out with some personal struggles (laughs) they're just like you know what uh you can't talk to that guy you gotta go (laughs) so i mean if that tells you anything, if you know you know everything that he went through with the last jedi so uh but he he had some tweets on december 16th derrickson said studio release dates are the enemy of art Uh, then on december 19th he said that, you're, I, mean, you're, I, I have a problem with that as well. Uh, yeah, like you're playing in their sandbox. You knew the deal when you like yeah. they've been making these movies for 12 years now. Yeah. Like you know when somebody's saying that on Iron Man two or something, okay. But but you're Doctor Strange two. You're you, what? Th- we're three years past the first one. You knew the deal when you signed yeah. up. Yeah. But either way, I mean, just to show where this, you know, obviously there's stuff going on. On December 19th, he said most major life choices come with major regrets. It's unavoidable. But the worst choice is not choosing at all. Hell is sitting down at the crossroads. So, you know, just really weird cryptic tweets. And then he was like, thank you, Ryan Johnson, on December 25th, taking time out of his vacation, uh, just paraphrasing here to hang out with me, grateful for him. Mm-hmm. So stuff's going on, and then it was announced this last week that he's it's off. A sh- and- it is a shame. I feel like he's a... I don't want to say he's the most interesting director. Probably, he, actually, he probably is. Like, he's probably one of the more, more interesting directors that the MCU had, uh, with the exception of James Gunn at this mm. point. So it is a shame to see him leave that project. Uh, I'd be interested to see who well, they, they want to replace him with. Ruben Fletcher from which Venom. sounds <laughs> awful. I mean, what are you doing? On one hand, oh, I no, like I thought, Zombieland. I thought he was but... doing Uncharted. No, I just remember what I just. Oh, I think he's doing Uncharted. I think they want him to do Uncharted. Oh, was it just Uncharted? I thought that they were looking eyeballing him for this movie. No, too. I don't think so. Okay, because no, yeah, they are looking at him yeah. for Uncharted. Which, okay, I can I can handle that one. You know, I mean, until they get something really wrong, yeah, that's kind of the you they know, know you, more about it than I do. I'm I, they, sure. They've earned that latitude because I mean, we could read like that's, we could have <laughs> sat here, you know, seven eight years ago and been like the guys who directed me myself when you me and Dupree. Yeah, right. You know, they're gonna make the highest grossing film of all time. You're putting them in yeah. charge. <laughs> like their background is Yumi and Dupree and some episodes of Community, right. which I loved. But like, right. don't get me you don't wrong. watch that and think these guys are ready to handle a, a, a movie of this no. magnitude. Well, and I mean, so, like, I mean, Peyton Reed is the prime example. Like, Pey- but the, and the Russos as well. But when Peyton Reed comes on to do Ant Man, you're like, yeah, the guy from Marley and Me. <laughs> okay, I guess. Yeah, but so, I mean, like the Russos are the like the heads of the MCU yeah. at this point. Like they that whole like for the last I don't know, three from, four from years Civil War. Yeah, no, Winter since Soldier. like Phase Two to, to to current, they've been kind of the head they of came, it. They came on at Winter Soldier. Yeah, and and their only movie was You Me and Dupree. So yeah. like I feel like that was the biggest <laughs> question mark. And sure. they're amazing, but they're huge comic book fans, right? Honestly, maybe go get the guy that's doing. I mean, if you want a horror guy and that's what you want, go get the guy that's doing the Invisible Man. Who is that? That's the dude. That's James Wan's oh like partner okay so the, i was gonna say james wan but the, i would love i mean, I mean he's a dc guy sign me up you know, know they can jump point. back and forth i mean i don't know maybe uh, maybe if there's turmoil maybe they can jump. <laughs> i mean i was gonna say james gunn but that was an oddly specific yes. yeah i think he threaded you know. a needle on that yeah that <laughs> yeah, was a time. yeah so I think, I think there's a payer don't you dare go over that other studio yeah <laughs> but i think uh, he's a warner brothers guy i think all of the conjuring stuff Sure. Oh, yeah. Brothers, it I is. Think. It is. Um, so, another MCU news. Did you see that Iron Man could return? Says of course. RDJ. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, duh. Like <laughs> anyone who's ever actually read comic books yeah. knows. Yeah, right. No one's ever truly no, gone. I no. just. I mean, if they do that, they better give that some time though, because the impact of the end of twenty three movies. Well, uh, just like, go back in time. That's all. If you if you want to bring him back, 
do go have go back in time. Don't bring him to present but not day. In the ne- well, yeah, exactly. You de-age him to Iron Boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but I but I mean that was so impactful, and yeah, it was I this agree. whole arc. If they bring him back in this next phase, and he's just like a part of the Avengers, I swear. I, I mean, think I think if they were to if they, they could do one of two ways, you can go do a time travel thing where you go back to two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and you have that Tony Stark, or he's the new Jarvis. Yeah, I like making him Jarvis that way. It's not a, it's not a cheat, and you don't got to worry about him aging. You mm-hmm. yeah, and you just you could have that snark and that character without sullying the end of Endgame. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to see how the box office continues to do. Not that Marvel's just gonna fail, but you know he was the poster boy mm-hmm. for the MCU, and we'll have to see how it continues. Well, they're to go. losing all of their poster boys. Yeah. I mean, two of them are gone. So we'll have to see, you know, how it starts going. And then they start saying, oh, maybe we can get our <laughs> Iron Man back here. But you, you got to I mean, replace all their main characters. MCU stands from the M stands from Menudo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just interchangeable. It's like, boop, 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 boop. So, I mean, in this, shell game. and this isn't like Robert Downey Jr. is like, yeah, I'm signed up for the next three movies. I mean, he's just saying anything could happen. He's hinting at yeah. the fact as I think they I think when the Spider-Man thing happened, they were scrambling. Yeah. They're like, oh, we got to figure out a way to fix this. So there, I have a feeling there may be something in place if they had to use it. But, I mean, sure. Robert Downey Jr. is like, yeah, that Doolittle movie is going to bomb. So That maybe. movie. Did you go yesterday, Tom? To what? I'm just curious. Doolittle? No, I did not. Okay. Did you? No. I Paul? No. I oh. thought about it, and then I thought again. <laughs> but that movie looks atrocious. If we're going to make fun of cats. I mean, at <laughs> least these people, at least these animals look like animals. <laughs> Fair. And, not, and not humanoid animals. Fair, but <laughs> animals from the ni- early, like nineteen nineties. I will CG. take a, I will take a nineteen ninety CG elephant <laughs> over what I saw in Cats any day of the week. Yeah, but it's bad, and I mean it's a January release. Yeah, with Robert Downey Jr. doing who knows what accent. Like it looks <laughs> isn't it weird so that bad. like Robert Downey Jr. is kind of doing the the Johnny Depp thing, but at the same time we're just kind of like yeah, but you know you haven't punched your girlfriend in the face, so allegedly we'll allow. Okay. Apparently she was abusing him. So. Sure, sounds like sounds like something an abuser would say. Well, mm-hmm. just saying. Okay. So uh, I don't know if if that will happen, but something that I found interesting was Brad Pitt. Apparently, he said he reveals the reaction to Seven's twist ending was not what he expected. What, does that what mean? did he expect? So, so he says, okay, if you remember, the movie ends. They flick on the lights, and I look at people, and they're just kind of slowly getting up from their seats. Oh, and no you mean like talking. the audience? Yeah. Then they just kind of disappear from the screening. <laughs> I remember just looking at Fincher and going, oh my god, what the F did we do? What happened? What's going on? I thought that S was great. So I, But I mean, I remember watching that movie, and I thought it was amazing. I didn't see it in theaters, but I watched it on D DVD. Sure. I do you remember like outrage over the end. I didn't. And I don't think it was no. outrage. I think it was. I think people felt That's a gut punch of an ending. Yeah, yeah it's it a great they're, ending. They're I, she- but they're shell shocked. It's not the ending that sends you out in the in the streets going, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah right, that was right. amazing." Because like the good guys didn't win. Yeah. and so like they, the a, good guys doubly lost. Right, and also think about like when that movie came out and you had a major motion picture with two. Big actor. Was he a big actor at that point? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was oh, he? yeah. Oh, yeah. 90s? Mid 90s? This is yeah. Like, yeah, that I, came out like what, like 97? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I guess I thought it was earlier than that. Yeah, no. So you're yeah. after what, Legends of the Fall? For and, sure. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff. So, okay. Interview um, with the Vampire. Yeah. So, no, he's definitely, he's definitely oh. a big actor. Yeah. But for a major motion picture to end on such a downbeat was, oh, yeah. I mean, that is virtually unheard of i think the biggest reaction among the people i saw it with was did you see that coming no i didn't see that coming <laughs> yeah. but Nobody i saw just, that coming. great ending and the movie is excellent and i just i just since i wasn't around the theaters at that time i didn't remember what the chatter was but when i saw that headline i'm like oh i didn't. i could i could definitely see them sitting in the back of the theater and everybody just kind of like it's silent i mean the ending is not a fun ending what's yeah. in it's the not, box yeah what's and then the and then if, once you figure out what's in the box yeah. and Look at, you, look at you tiptoeing around what happened in a movie 20 plus years ago <laughs> yeah. on a show called Real Spoilers. I, know, I, feel, I don't I like feel, to spoil it. I feel like everybody has seen something. I don't like to point. spoil anything but the okay. movie of the day. Well, here's what was in the box. Goop. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> a candle that Ugh. smells like a vagina. <laughs> oh, goodness. Tenet, Christopher Nolan's new movie, yeah. has over a $200 million budget. God I mean, his me. movies usually... he he. He's notorious for coming in under budget. Like the guy does not spend a lot of what money. Was, what was the budget I if know, he came right? under budget? <laughs> What's was that? Four hundred million dollar movie? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying before. I mean, Christopher <laughs> Nolan is known as a guy who he's very. 
you know, he does a lot of practical. He doesn't do a lot of CG stuff, but he does minimal takes and he knows what he wants. He maps out the whole thing before he films. And so he, he almost all his movies come in under budget. And so, yeah, $200 million budget's big for him. I feel uh, like, I feel uh, like that, a budget that size without Batman, it's a ballsy Yeah, it's move. a huge thing. But, I mean, he's made Warner a lot of money. You know? what, yeah. what is the movie? Nobody, nobody knows. knows. It's, a, it's a sci-fi spy thriller it's movie. not tied into inception wasn't that the rumor at one point is that uh, like it's in the inception I mean, verse people because the posters had buildings in them so it's oh, like, I'm, right, that's a, are you serious yes oh. people said oh it's the same no. but even so, if it was would you care no like i mean i liked inception but i didn't i'm not like oh i, I need a sequel right yeah especially no, yeah, 10 years but later no right. no one knows anything about it really but it's uh i but, do love that but it's not a biopic oh, yeah. of former cia director george Tennant. it is not <laughs> not a 200 million dollar biopic <laughs> that i couldn't figure out um, what they do with the other 199 million <laughs> but it's uh is it john david washington yeah. is that yeah. denzel, craft uh, services or, um, was on yeah. point <laughs> but so it's got denzel's son and i'm sure it will have nolan's you know cast oh, of players no, he always no puts you know if uh, tom hardy doesn't, doesn't show up I'm gonna in a mask i'm gonna be pissed with his face yeah, cover of course. that's pretty much yeah if i can't understand his garbled dialogue what's the point <laughs> so i'm i'm interested to see what a 200 million dollar budget on a movie that doesn't look like it's some super what was the budget CG on inception I feel I like no that idea. was a massive yeah. movie. I bet it was like a hundred. I bet okay. it wasn't anywhere right. that much more. And uh, the last thing I have is Star Trek Four. Noah Hawley was brought on to direct, and uh, oh. he wants a new cast. He wants to take away <laughs> the all-star popular cast that they currently have and start over. Noah Hawley is the Fargo guy. Yeah, he does Fargo TV. Okay, which yeah. is coming back in a couple of months. I yeah, just saw the trailer with, with Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah, like I know the third in, move Inception's budget was 160 million dollars. Oh, 160. Okay, okay wow. Yeah, I didn't realize that's it was that big. 10 years ago, yeah, so no, that makes sense then, yeah, I guess. Maybe big. 200 isn't so much after right. that. Maybe maybe it's the actors really. I mean, I know there was some CG, but there were a lot there of actors. A lot of CG so. in that movie. You know, the thing with Star Trek, I thought they had a really great idea with Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth. That's what four was supposed to be. The idea was to go oh, back in time, was to have them get team Kirk's up. dad, and get Hemsworth and Pine in a Star Trek movie, and then it went from that to Tarantino, and then he. I dropped thought Tarantino out. was doing his own thing. I thought it wasn't supposed to be four. Tarantino was just doing his maybe. Own. I well whatever. But the next, I guess he's not going to be doing it. You oh. know, whatever the next was going to be. So they're going back to save the whales again. <laughs> no, so it's well, kinda, they are still in danger. Yeah. But it's like it's a shame that you know JJ does what JJ does. He rebooted that franchise, made a ton of money with those first two movies. The third one still made money. Just wasn't third one. Much. Third one was actually better than the second one. I I like them all. That's honestly, the, I've the enjoyed just, them all. But the I Justin think the, Lin one. I think the problem is you a Star Trek guy. No, you no, a Star Trek. Hell guy? no. And that's the problem. Yeah. Is the non Star Trek people I think are enjoying them. I think it's the Star oh. Trek people that because they 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 bulked up on action. Yeah, and. St- Star Trek was never about but, that. Rem- yeah, that's but fair. who are you going to get more? That's like saying MCU, the non-comic book people like them. But the, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many more non-Star Trek people. Right. Like, they br- well, JJ brought Star Trek to the masses. Okay, but, the, but, but he didn't is the problem, is that there's a cap on how much money a Star Trek movie will make, and they figured out yeah. that what they're doing is they're making these movies more mass appeal, but they're not appealing to masses. And mm. so they're like... If that's, weird... gonna, if that's going to be the case, then we might as well scale back down and give a the lower budget and give the fans, the diehard fans, what they want because right. there's a cap on how much. And it's the same thing they found with Star Trek in the '80s. Is they thought that they could turn this into into a Star Wars franchise, and they found out really quick that that's not the case. It, that there was just a cap on how many people would go to a Star Trek movie. There was a perception of. There's so much backstory and so much mythos that I'm not going to be able to follow it and that I might like Star Wars, but Star Trek is for nerds. And, sure. and like there was all all that baggage attached to it. And these movies that they thought should have been making, you know, 100 or 150 million dollars were capping out at 75 or 80. And they were and they finally were just like, look, this is what you're going to do. And <laughs> yeah. that's OK. But if that's all you're going to do, then we're only going to budget you at this, which right. is why, you know, you hear stories about the. Shatner and them talking about how like the stitching was coming out of the uniforms because they were just they were just put them in storage and then pull them back out they wouldn't make new ones or, and, you know yeah Shatner would put on 30 well pounds. there was probably yeah. that as well <laughs> yeah I remember showing my daughter Wrath of Khan yeah which is arguably one of the two better the only yeah. one, there are only two, two good right? early that's 
three. Movies. That's Star Trek two. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. it two? Okay. Yeah. And she didn't. She'd never seen a Star Trek TV show. She certainly hadn't seen that first movie, which was terrible. The but first I showed her this news. Yeah. I showed her this one because I thought, well, she'll be she'll be into it. And as I'm watching it with her, I was like, well, she won't get that part. <laughs> okay. She doesn't understand this relationship, and she she did not like it all that much. Yeah. I mean, it was like that. How was that? Fine, Dad. You know, it was like, cool. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> okay, you showed me that. Thanks for humoring yeah. me. But she didn't know the history exactly, right. like you're saying. Yeah, that's why I think that first one was as successful as it was, is because you didn't know need to know anything. Well, and I think people thought it was a jumping on point, right? And I and I and I think that's why you saw diminishing returns, is even though it was good and I enjoyed it. I think that a lot of people were just like, oh, but it's still kind of like the same thing, not what I like. And and but the second you know, one made more money, so the first one made three hundred eighty-five million worldwide. And then uh, Into Darkness made four hundred and sixty-seven million, almost a hundred million more. And then the third one still made money. It uh, it was three forty-three million, so just a little bit less than the first, but you know, still almost three hundred and fifty million. So I, I get that that third one maybe scared him away, but well, yeah, well, and they got a money. lot of backlash too. It was yeah. also like, oh, they got the guy from Fast and Furious to direct it. No, thank you. Yeah. Isn't that odd? You're talking about a movie that made $343 million and it's people in Hollywood went, I don't think we should make I know, another one it's of those. so weird. But, you know, but, <laughs> but to Tom's point, it's like Star Wars movies are a guaranteed billion dollars. Right. Yeah. Right? And so Star Trek has made three now and they're, for all intents and purposes, good. Like they're right. critically good. Audiences are enjoying them, but they can't even crack $500 million worldwide. Yep. And a Star Wars is just like, boom, you know it's making right. a million. Will it make two billion? I'm sorry, billion. Will it make two billion? That's the question. That's the but question. if you set the bar that high, we're not going to make a movie unless it's going to beat Star Wars. <laughs> <Yeah>. Forget it. <laughs> but yeah. I think that's where they come in and they say, okay, we'll make a Star Trek movie, but we're not going to make a $150 or $200 million Star Trek movie. Right. But we will make an $80 million yeah. Star Trek movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why Tarantino, if they're going to scrap the first three, which, right. were good, uh, which were a good reboot, then do the weird Tarantino thing because you know it'd be so different. Yeah, and, that, and how many people would come in to see a just Tarantino Star from Trek the movie? Potential trade wreck. <laughs> you know, I just I think that it's really a shame that we won't see what that is. I mean, it could have been bad. For John Travolta is James T. Kirk. Oh, jeez. How, how do you get spurting blood from a phaser shot? They'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. So, any other news? That's all I got. Not, I got cool. No. Well, in that case, I guess let's uh, turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin? I do, Tom, and it's one of those weekends where the movie of the day is the highest grossing film, $37 million this weekend, and uh, that's yeah. in week three because it's wide release. Uh, it's already made you know a few million dollars people, on either coast. People love their war movies. I didn't realize Underwater in, made that much money. In January. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's a. Tr- I mean, it's a trend. It the uh, was American Sniper the first one, or was no, it the Mark Wahlberg? It was one? the Mark Wahlberg one. Lone Survivor, Soul Survivor, Lone, Lone Survivor, Survivor. Lone Survivor, and then American <laughs> yeah. Sniper, and then uh, what was the one the next year? Uh, was that the thirteen? Oh, there was thirteen hours. hours. I think thirteen hours was. I don't remember that being a January. Maybe that was more February. It was in first quarter. Yeah, but I thought that was before American Sniper. No, no. Mm-mm. Okay. Did you ever see the Iraq War movie, The Wall? No. 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 Two Marines are stuck behind a wall. A sniper is shooting at them. This completes the entire plot of the movie. <laughs> That's <laughs> why you guys never saw it. <laughs> was it so it was not good. I mean, those movies. I mean, what about uh, like Buried? Yeah. I mean, there are movies that take place. Yeah, in Buried, one, Black Hawk uh, Down, the Tom Hardy driving and talking on a cell phone. Uh, yep. Drive? No. 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 But I mean, was it? It was something. The hell? Lock. 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 Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are some movies where the performance, and it's so well written that, oh, this, I mean. this 1917. I mean, it's two. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's not the same thing we're talking about. But what I'm saying is it's, you're focused on two dudes. I know, but yeah, but he's Lock, about, like just I, know, I, 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 I hear you. No, totally. I hear you. I hear you. This is the opposite of those movies <laughs> yes. in production did, value. Did I mention a little wall there? There's <laughs> no, no. <laughs> two guys hanging out yeah. and a sniper you never see in the distance. The budget is so low, you only see one side of the wall. <laughs> but you're, 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 you're joking, but st- you're not wrong. <laughs> how is that wall standing up? I don't understand. I don't get it. But yeah, it's it's been a trend where they figured out that sweet spot. Scott Mendelson, who writes for Forbes, he was doing some box office analysis on the movies uh, and uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Okay, Lone Survivor. Yeah, Black Hawk Down. I wonder if that was a January. He mentioned but that it. was that's been that's twenty years. Yeah, two thousand three. Yeah, uh, Black Hawk Down came out. Uh, yeah, two thousand one. Okay, and then what was the month? December twenty eighth, 
So probably limited. Right, so it was but close. So probably to, limited. Close yeah. to January. Okay, so yeah. maybe. Okay, so that's in St. Louis. It was January. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I thought because in his article he says, as was the case in 2002, 2013, 2014, and 2015, the first big hit of the new year is a big war movie. So that's why I thought right. that was relevant. So they've been doing this for a while, but really it was that lone survivor yep. that at least reinvigorated that idea, and then American Sniper. Oh yeah. Um, and so Plastic Baby. It's because the holidays are over. You're you're done fighting with your family. You want to see a war movie? There you go. We're going to see fighting. Let's see see fighting. (laughs) So thirty-nine, almost forty million dollars, and that's just domestic, of course. Uh, I believe it came out a couple. I think in the UK it came out first. I'm not. Does that sound right? Uh, I'm trying to look at the stupid new box office thing that we have. Um, No, maybe it's not out yet. It says thirteen point nine. I I think it came out overseas. It says worldwide is the same as the domestic oh, total. Right. Um, I think so, it only got the L.A. and New York treatment in December. Yeah, yeah, so, I yeah. So I guess it's coming out at the same time. So we'll have to wait on the worldwide totals. But almost forty million dollars uh, right now, currently, and that's just after a few million uh, the previous two weeks. So doing really well. Uh, if you want to know for the percentage, it's a five thousand eight hundred ninety percent increase <laughs> for those of you following it along at home. But uh, yeah, so we'll get into that one next episode. Number two, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker with $14.8 million. It's a 57% drop up to 477.9. We'll call it 478 domestic. Ooh, bold move. Uh, I, believe, I believe it is crossing. It hasn't yet before this weekend, but I believe this weekend or next week it's going to cross the billion dollar worldwide. Okay. But, I mean, you know, as far as these big hits go, we talk about them, that these MCU movies, uh, The Force Awakens, you know, a billion dollars was easy. How close we'll get to two. That's the question. And this is just barely going to cross the billion. Uh, maybe one five on the on the high I don't, end. I don't I, think so, really, honestly. I, I'm overshooting I'm that thinking one. like one, 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 I mean, if yeah, they're maybe. lucky. So, I mean, because look, we're we're this far into it, you know, a few weeks into it. And right. It's, wait, wait till the next one with Captain Nice. nice callback so anyway that one is uh it will make a billion dollars it is making money but uh people have kind of fizzled out on that and that's why i think if you listen to our last podcast i think it's time to re you know reboot new characters people are kind of don't even do anything with it just let it sit for a little bit now with the skywalker certainly i just mean star wars in general just let star wars sit for a minute forgive it like two years i don't yeah i don't think they'll ever let it sit that long they'll Uh release something Maybe. Yeah, you The know. Mandalorian, season yeah. two. Don't they have a theme park to promote? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, they you got know. a lot of stuff going on. But anyway, so, you know, still making money, but not as much as people predicted. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens in the future with the franchise. Number three, Jumanji, the next level. This thing just will not go away. $12.9 million, a 51% drop, but that is at $256 million domestic. And overseas, almost $400 million. The rock so, sells, baby. I know. That so does. Yep. we're getting up to that uh, over 625 million worldwide before the estimates are in for the weekend. So it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Who, who do you think has been in movies that have made more money, The Rock or Harrison Ford? You know, I think I would have said Harrison Ford or Jeff Goldblum, maybe. I mean, you count the Star Wars movies, like especially the new ones. I mean, yeah. that, but The Rock has a lot, so I don't know. Yeah, but The Rock didn't have a lot until like the f- that fast five but harrison ford was making movies back when movies didn't make a billion dollars yeah i guess that's true you know or do you remember just back wasn't it like jurassic no. world where they're like the first movie to make a billion dollars or whatever like there was or i guess titanic did first what was it the first i can't remember what it was but like you know movies didn't used to make that much no, money and now true. we're like oh what a failure 500 million dollars <laughs> which like that's a ton yeah, of money right, but right, they're right. not considered successes until you reach that that new benchmark which is insane it's funny i was there's a wrestling here's the only wrestling corner we we're talking about the ratings mm-hmm. and like the raw in 1997 drew like a 2.6 right. and now they're just like they would kill for a one for a for a 2.6 like oh, if, well, if yeah. they got a 2.6 to yeah. in 2019 yeah. no one watches live tv it's, yeah it's all streaming they would so, love a, t- yeah. a 2.6 it's t- it's t- like, we well, talked yeah. about it earlier tv's not the same way it was so even if you throw in raiders of the lost ark three times <laughs> <laughs> i mean no seriously i guess I there mean, was a time when harrison yeah. ford was the first person to be in 10 movies that had made over 100 million dollars yeah and now I'm that doesn't even mean to anything. See who the highest grossing right. film actor of all time is? Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel Jackson, because he's been in so oh, many. Oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> he, he was in that's Star exactly, Wars movies, and those guys yeah. still made decent money. Yeah, so. do you count him in uh, Rise of Skywalker? Mm, I mean, that's I wouldn't, but. That's, I wouldn't. But I think he won without it, so. <laughs> Ask his agent. 
Yeah. 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 If you counted. <laughs> I wonder how much you get paid for one voice clip at the end of a movie. It's you not know, like, his voice. It's, they just clipped it from uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> like, it's not. He didn't, he's like, I'm not going to pay him, though. Oh, I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah. They Alec, Alec Guinness did. Remember yeah. that? Uh, oh, yeah. When, he, when yeah. he talked to Ray and they used his voice to make it sound like whatever the three Obi- words that he said. Yeah, it was. It wasn't Obi. It wasn't he said Ray. He he. No, well, no. They they used Alec Guinness's voice and they cut it together to make it sound like Alec Guinness said either just Ray or something Ray. But, uh, but they actually clipped him together. He had told Luke, "Don't get one of those things that floats. Get a stingray." <laughs> <laughs> and they took Ray. <laughs> That's it. Perfect. <laughs> Got it. And they also used the stingray line in Mark Hamill's Corvette Summer. There you there go. You go. Very good. Perfect. So anyway, old guy reference. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. Jumanji Don't Nate. allow it because it's about Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah right. Like it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally grandfathered <laughs> in. Yes. It's cross promotion. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so, a lot of money for Jumanji. Number four, Like a Boss, open to $10.2 million. And Woo! did you see that one, Tom? I did not. Okay. Anybody see it? I heard it's not too good, but I'm not sure what you were expecting. Oh, but wow. I mean, you know, it's Tiffany Haddish, it's Rose Byrne, it's Selma Hayek. Uh, my problem with it is, you know, I don't like to watch trailers, but I get stuck in the theater sometimes. Sure. And this trailer, they I tell swear, you is like a seven-minute trailer. Yeah. Every, just went on and on. Entire, uh-huh. It does. Every plot point. So I feel like everyone's already seen the movie. It's like, so she gets, they get their company back, and then the bad guy gets it in the end? Yeah. Or All becomes right. their friend. Or, I mean, yeah, I there's, there's like two outcomes that could she be. She gets sent to jail for ruining their entire identity and then they become friends at the end of the movie yeah so unfortunately uh not getting good reviews and 10.2 million dollars which i mean comedies don't usually have a huge budget but you've got some star power there so i don't oh 29 million is the budget that's a kind of high so, okay. 10 million but you, you have some star power i think is the, Do, tiffany haddish de- tiffany haddish yeah i was like rose byrne is in this yeah. i mean as Selma much as hayek is some hayek and de- tiffany yeah. haddish are probably yeah. too yeah, yeah. yeah. starring rose, rose byrne as leslie man right <laughs> <laughs> we can't get leslie man can yeah. we get the gal from the other gal from bridesmaids <laughs> but i mean know, rose byrne's been in some great stuff and i really like sure. rose byrne she's great and gro- not grown-ups uh yeah, nobody was great. In nobody grown-ups. was great in grown-ups. Just to be clear, she's the she's the wife in she's the in neighbors. Neighbors, mm-hmm. that's what it was. She's an yeah. instant family. Yeah, which was really she's good. She's sinister. Um, she's but she's been around for a long time. She, not, she's she's not sinister. She could be. I don't know. <laughs> she's in the movie sinister. Uh, so yeah, we please yeah. issue a retraction. Yeah, Rose Byrne is not <laughs> yeah, necessarily sinister. I would say Leanne has a friend that looks just like her, like creepy don't say anything more no, yes. you better stop that <laughs> so uh yeah like a boss 10 on a 30 million dollar budget just mercy also opened wide this weekend 10 million dollars uh it opened on either coast to get that awards money good movie yeah yeah, yeah. i it in this at the st louis international film festival last november it won the audience choice for best movie of yeah. the festival so it, it, there was applause at the end of the screening when wow. i went to see it yeah it, Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx, those guys draw a crowd, and it's a good story about a, a civil rights lawyer named Brian Stevenson, real-life guy, who I happened to see last year when he came to the St. Louis Speaker Series at Powell Hall. Oh, okay. And I'd never heard of this guy, and he's like a hero. He's gotten like hundreds of people off of death row wow. who were innocent. He oh, wow. Him, he got him exonerated. Yeah, just to be clear, who were innocent. Yeah, let's, yeah, 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 like, yeah thank you. Because yeah. the other way, he's not a hero at all. No, no. he's a he's, terrible person. He's a monster. <laughs> right. If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Yeah, but that's a jail escape movie, not, right. a, not, not a courtroom drama Is like that? this one. And it, it's really well done. And uh, Brie Larson's in I'll it. I'll say, yeah. And Kevin, you'll like this. It's made by, I think his name is... Oh, Daniel, who's the guy who made Short Term 12? Because he directed this also. Oh, really? I, yeah. d- I really liked Short Term 12. With Bri- with that Brie makes Larson. sense that Brie Larson's in it. Yeah. That's the first time I ever saw Rami Malek, too, and probably most people saw Oh, him. yeah, like, me yeah. too. That little art house movie. Short Term 12, if you haven't seen it, I've said it before on this podcast. Yeah, but you recommended it to me, and you were right. That was, oh, I feel you like, good. I'm yeah. glad. Did that come out at the same time as The Spectacular Now? It was in that like era, in the same, 2012, 2013. I mean, what it was, was the, What was the Sam Rockwell... Steve Carell. Those were way, both, way back. The, the yeah, way, way the back. Way, yeah. If you haven't seen, these are just movie recommendations, yeah. especially <laughs> yeah. if you're doing the challenge. The Way, Way Back yep. is Spectacular Now. Spectacular Now, Miles Teller. That's the yeah. last time he was good. That's the... Mm, that's No. no Whiplash. Whiplash. Not Whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. But, and that was, uh, that was the movie I saw where I was like, this guy will be a movie star. No, you saw Project X. Yeah. Oh, that's and true. And you said it was bad, but that guy is yeah. going to be a star. Okay. Like, he's yeah. the Tom Hanks of yeah. this generation. I remember it because you hated that movie. I enjoyed I liked, it. But I liked the him. Dumb, but you said that. And I yeah. always remember that because yeah. <laughs> you were right. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to toot your horn too much. And we talked oh, about I this know last you episode. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but 
the spectacular now with uh, that's Shailene Woodley yep. and Miles Teller. A fantastic film. Yep. Like it is incredible. And then yeah, the way way back, uh, Steve Carell and Sam Rockwell are in it. Playing against switched type. characters. Yep. I believe that's the one where they each got the script and that... wanted to play the other one. And yeah. so they, they true detective did. Yeah, they were written yeah. for the guy for each mm-hmm. of them to play to their strengths. Rockwell was supposed typical. to be the jerk and. Uh, yeah. Steve Carell's supposed to be the nice guy. And they like, switched oh, it, give it a flip-flop. and it's so good. Yeah, really, yeah. really excellent movie. The, the director of Just Mercy is Destin Daniel Cretton. Oh, okay. Yeah, D- not Cretton. DDC. <laughs> DDC. <laughs> yeah. With Daniel Day Lewis retired, there's room for another DD. D- sure. Yeah, there was room before, so that's fine. <laughs> oh, stop it, Joe! Can't stand Daniel Day Lewis. Nope. One of the greatest actors to ever live. Yeah, let's take, let's take it down a notch. Okay. Thank you. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> it's usually surprising because it's like, why? He just bothers me. I don't <laughs> we like all his, have our fair things. Yeah. I don't like a something yeah. everybody loves that we yeah. can't. But that's I'm, the thing. It's like that. my version of that, Stanley Kubrick. Interesting. Like his movies are just so sterile sure. to me. Wow. I, uh, you are that, not wrong. I love, I'm just that's, like, a, that's a great way to describe his like, movies. I recognize that like what you're doing is difficult to do and you do it very well <laughs> and I have really no desire to see this again. Oh, I <laughs> love the much. technical yeah. aspects. I mean, talking about the movie that we're going to talk about in oh, the technical yeah, aspects. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kubrick with just his symmetry and the way that he filmed and uh, I mm-hmm. just, yeah. yeah. But I get it. I mean, some people <laughs> just don't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, that, that all occurred. Good, good for right. you. <laughs> Number six, Little Women still making a, uh, quite a bit of money. 7.8 million. That's $74 million. So. Hey, you know who didn't like that movie? Who? Slappy McGee. On the, yeah. on, the, on the boards. You can go read that comment. But, yeah. but, yeah, but he's read the book, and he said that it's a great novel, and he loves Greta Gerwig. Are you Slappy McGee? No. I just okay. read it. Is that your sock puppet account? <laughs> I just I just read it no, earlier. I know, so I know. I'm just like, he makes some wonderful points in his review. But I've never seen a reviewer be so eloquent in the way he used his words. His punctuation was on point. Yeah, I loved his review. I loved everything about it. <laughs> So, but but he, but to, just to you know, he's not saying like, "Hey, I'm Slappy McGee, and I hate movies about women." You know what I mean? Like, right. he, he's like, "I read the book; it's one of the great novels." Greta Gerwig's a great writer director. I mean, he goes on to say he likes all the, and he says the performances are wonderful. He says that the movie's not bad. You know, the performances save it. He didn't it, really care for the playing with didn't the timeline, like, which which I liked because otherwise I, liked, but I, don't, I get why someone would. Yeah, but but I mean, we've seen Little Women be told many times right and so i liked they started in the middle and did flashbacks like to me that was what made me more interested in it aside from you know i like the director writer and was the is it one owner writer was she in the like yeah. so in 94 94 yeah. Yeah. yeah claire danes so i don't oh, know yeah. to me it was like let's take something and put it and again that modern twist on it because right. of the way they talk and uh you know it just i was very interested and intrigued by it but for someone who's a I don't know if you'd say purist, but if he really likes the book and the more straight adaptations, I get how if that's one of your favorite or a beloved property to you, you don't like people messing with stuff. Right. Like, you know, if it ain't broke. So you can go read that. You're, ta- you're talking to a guy that has to sit through DCEU movies like they're terrible. And it's <laughs> like, and I love the source material. Yeah, so that's true. Like, that's true. Man, that trailer. Well, for what? Birds of Prey. Oh, I haven't watched it. Holy I shit. Does it look as bad as I think the movie's going to be? Absolutely. Okay. Everything about that looks uh, awful. Awful. It, is just it just awful. me? And, and just, gra- it, just gr- not all <laughs> grading. Yeah. Hey, like, wow. is there a female equivalent of Axe Body Spray? <laughs> Seriously, though. But Goop. If, you're ex- if you're excited for the movie, more power to you. We all like different types of movies. But Man. what I said online was it looks like they're trying so yes. hard. Yep. I just want to know if anyone else thinks that. When nope. I oh, see yeah, exactly like, what it the is. poster and the way that she talks and every, I'm just like, oh, you're trying so hard to be trendy and hip and it looks oh, atrocious and edgy. Yeah, yeah, edgy. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And it's the equivalent of Judd Apatow movies and the cursing and the Rogan and you know mm-hmm. Goldberg writing and everything. And then someone being like, yeah, curse words are cool, <laughs> and they just throw a bunch of them on a the table and get actors that no one knows, but like they're saying curse words. Yeah, and it's, it's edgy. Not, uh, um, I don't know. I'll watch. I mean, we'll all watch it. Oh, and, we don't have a choice because we have and, a podcast to do, Kevin. Yes. <laughs> and Margot Robbie's a great actor. Without question. Right? Without it, question. But I just, yeah, I, it's unfortunate. I think that character, when she was cast, we were all like, that's perfect casting. I don't know. Maybe a, a whole movie with her is just. It, but it's not like uh, she. With her being the character. Yeah. The, the, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. With, uh, maybe Harley Quinn in a whole movie. And the fact that she's the main character. So now you have to dial up that character's like quirkiness up they to want 11. Her, they want her to be Deadpool. They want her to be there. It is that pool. exactly, mm-hmm. and so. But I here's the, the the problem is is that Ryan Reynolds for whatever reason it works. 
it yeah. works. Well, for he's he, that lovable asshole. Yeah, he's built a career. That's true. On being yeah. a guy <laughs> that can be such a smartass and say just like cutting, like, but you're like, but he's he's so great, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you, you just that you can't help but. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. all right, Joe. So. When it comes to bad movies, is your attitude? Look, you made me watch Cats. Well, yeah, that's the new. <laughs> that's the. <laughs> it, it was like back to back. So it was like it was like Black Christmas and then Cats. Yeah, like back to back. I was like, oh god. But you wanted to see Black Christmas. It's well, a horror ni- movie initially. Yeah, yes, yeah. that is true. I Going in, you were excited. Going I out, was, not so much. Oh, I was so mad, man. Like I <laughs> so mad to the point where I was like, I'm just gonna watch the original one. Yeah. So Little Women is uh, over ninety million on a forty million dollar budget, and uh, we're not to the other new movie this week that we aren't reviewing. <laughs> so if you thought we were reviewing Underwater, we're not. And odd, it's not I on did. This. Well, <laughs> glad you enjoyed it. So I didn't say that. <laughs> number seven, Frozen, six point nine million, a forty-two percent drop. That's up to almost five hundred million dollars domestic. So that's making all the money. Number eight, Underwater, six point five million dollar opening. Yikes. Yeah, I rem- I saw a tweet where someone's like, oh, my God, you know, Kristen Stewart in, like, sci-fi monsters and badass action. What more could you ask for? And then someone quote tweeted and said, tell me why this is being released in January. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was... I don't think they responded, but uh, it's like... Well, it's been on the shelf for a while, yeah. too. I thought... Because it's pre-canceled TJ Miller. Right. So oh, is that what this is? It's been yeah. on the shelf. It's before ah. that, even. Yeah, because I was just like, why would she work with him? Like, That's, I was so thinking the same thing. And it's because. Yeah. It's pre the whole thing. Yeah. You know, right. I, I was just at one of the local comedy clubs the other night. I saw Dave Attell, who mm-hmm. was hysterical. Oh, and they've got so a, a poster up on the wall. T.J. Miller's He's coming, coming back. Yeah, he was, he was, second he time was through. just here last year. Yeah. yeah. Really? He, so, yeah. That's all he's got left. It's stand up club. His, yeah. his, his wife tried to get out in front of this thing, and it just, it was not a. Like, his wife put out a big old statement. Yeah. Did she know he was calling in threats on trains for women? Like that was just yeah. It was the timeline of I don't remember that he called in a fake bomb threat on a train because a woman wouldn't like talk to him. Like he was trying to flirt with her or something. Like what the hell? Yeah, that's why he's not on. And he was super drunk. Yeah, yeah. So how is this guy getting booked into comedy clubs? And more importantly, who's going to see him? Because he still sells tickets. Yeah, but people there's they all have. I mean, all the comedians that have this stuff they. To have redemption tours and people remember how funny they were and it's it's i never thought a, he was funny so. he, but there's a crowd know, that will doesn't care what you do like they want to go see stand up and they think you're funny i thought he was going to see it because they're like we can't let people shut us down yeah even if that person yeah. deserves to be shut down that's i think that's, he he was funny on that show because he was surrounded by funny people yeah the show got better when he was off it i don't Silicon disagree Valley. i wonder yeah. how much money i mean he probably I mean that show was on for a while, so I guess he probably got paid pretty well. He was he on was it doing for four seasons, four okay, maybe three. So I mean he's probably getting paid well. You know he's done a lot. He's done voices in Disney movies. Oh, like yeah. hopefully the guy has some money saved up because I don't think any. Did you Disney movies? He did. He was he, in Trainer Dragon. Six. He was in Oh, okay. so, I, I mean, forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. No, I forgot you know. about that. That's what. Uh, but so the guy's got some money. Hopefully saved up. Hopefully. I guess I, mean. I shouldn't be that surprised. People still went to Cosby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Louis C.K. Uh, when he plays clubs. That's what I was gonna yep. say. That's the well, that's because like, Louis C.K. just jumps people's time, so he can no. I mean, no, he, he came to St. Louis and sold yeah. out. I mean, <laughs> but you know, that's the other one. Yes, yeah, so, I mean Louis C.K. Um, you know, Chris Hardwick's doing a tour, which I know he, his name kind of yeah, got but Hard- Hardwick kind of fixed that whole. thing. I get it, but yeah. that's but you know, there's still that. I mean, good if you know he shouldn't be canceled if nothing happened but whatever you know? right uh, you know what i mean like i don't want someone's livelihood to be taken away especially if it's a false thing but right i don't know the whole story there so but that's the thing with comedians they come back and do these tours and seem to sell tickets. it was a mess it, it doesn't they, take much to sell out a comedy club that's true, true. You, know, like, like, you know what i mean like if 50 you, seats maybe i mean the most oh, of those rooms that, sit two no, 300 two, 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 250 yeah. maybe yeah this one. and so you know you figure if you were a movie star you know Movie stars. If you've got a name, though. But if you had a name and you were in big movies. So six shows, that's 1,500 people. Right. And there's probably some that are diehards that are going multiple nights. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? But do you think he gets paid up front and the club tries to sell beer and stuff to make it back? Like, Uh, My guess is he's got some sort of guarantee. I would think he'd have a guarantee. Versus a, you know. They get a name like that in, they hope you buy all your booze. Right. Yeah, if you're a name and you're just getting the door after X number of years <laughs> yeah. in business, that's not good. Yeah. Well, but someone, want, I think Louis C.K. normally does door deals. Oh, really? But he's always liked, he's so, but he's always. Yeah, but his tickets are his 75 tickets are high, to $100. Yeah. Right, and he likes those sorts of, even when he 
didn't have yeah. all the, the issues. TJ Miller is four ninety nine with a Groupon. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but uh, but yeah, like even then he was doing like I'll just make my own mo- movie and sell it on my oh, website sure, for five sure, bucks. Sure. Right. Keep all the money. Like he always yeah. has liked those DIY. kind of creative deals. You know. Yeah. So number nine. It sucks. Before you move off number eight, I've got to ask Joe to give me a little bit more about underwater because it looks to me like it's the abyss with a real monster who hates people instead of the abyss, which is a nice monster which wants to save people. Uh, it's the abyss mixed with aliens. aliens. And like, but that's the only way I could describe it. Wouldn't it wouldn't okay. be bad if it was shot in a way where you could see what was going on. Yeah, when they was reveal, it all in the dark? When, oh, yeah, yeah, you're in the bottom of the ocean. very choppy. Yeah. And, when, and yeah. when they get the reveal of like the big monster, it was like, well, this could be cool if I knew what the flip was going on. Right. But I can't see. And it's almost like... I, th- I, th- I jokingly every time we would see a trailer, I'd tell Spath and be like, "You know, this is a Cloverfield movie, right?" And he was like, "No, it's not." And I like there was a moment where like the thing goes off, and I was like, "It could be." Like I was totally <laughs> kidding, but like if we, I mean, w- when we reviewed the Cloverfield Paradox, it was like that one big thing that goes off, and then all of the monsters start coming out from wherever. But then they kept referencing this corporation. I was like, well, that has to be something. Well, like, if this no... movie was good, it'd be a Cloverfield movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Because right. they just tack it on well, there. Wasn't, good wasn't, uh, uh, no, there were a lot of movies that were Cloverfield movies that weren't good. Wasn't <laughs> well, a, quiet, a Quiet Place was supposed to be a Cloverfield movie, wasn't it? I think it started off life as something like that. But but yeah, it was not good. Yeah. So anyway, Spies in Disguise in uh, week three with $6.2 million, a 40% drop. And number 10, Knives Out in week seven, still making some money, $5.8 wow. 35% drop. That's up to $139 million domestic and 117 overseas. So it's over $250 million worldwide on a $40 million budget. Oh, good for that. So, yeah, good for Ryan Johnson. And that's the box office. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. I guess uh, let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Paul. You can find me at harrisonline.com. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at JoeyButts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And, of course, uh, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts uh, so you never miss an episode. And our Patreon account, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. Five bucks a month. All sorts of bonus content. New stuff coming this week. So uh, that's it for this one. Uh, coming up on the next one, we will tackle 1917. Until then, you've been warned. 1917 is... 7 platoon, 30 seconds! Filmmaking at its best. 1917 is... A visual miracle. 1917 is... The pure adrenaline hit. 1917 is... Piercingly alive. One, two, three. 1917 is the best picture of the year. 1917. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.